Hi, I'm Edubico, a passionate English learner, and this is Second Voice, a podcast where I interview people who have learned a second language and have pushed themselves to experience a new life adventure. In today's episode, our guest is Joan Owens. She was born in the Philippines and lived there most of her life. During our conversation, she explained the multilingualism in her country, where people can speak Tagalog, the official language, a dialect from the regions, and also English. Joan told me why she moved to the US, how she's homeschooling her little kid, and what books she has published on Amazon. Okay, here we are again in a new episode of Second Voice Podcast, and today I have a very special friend here, Joan. Joan is a friend, is a language partner I met maybe in 2015, six right. years ago, and I think That's we right. met in in Italki. I don't know. That's well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's in Italki. Yeah. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Joan. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you, Edu. Feeling so better. Feel better now. You know, having some cold symptoms, but yeah, feeling better. <laughs> okay, great. So let's let's go to. We, we are here to to hear your your story, your language journey story. I know that you are from the Philippines, and I want to know more about that. The Philippines is a multilingual country, so you will tell us about that. The first question is exactly where were you born? Exactly, in what part of the Philippines were you born, and how how was that part of your country about people and languages? So I was born in Davao City, so it's in the southern part of the Philippines. So people-wise, I mean, I think like overall, like we're like a progressive city, and we use um ma uh, mainly we use like the Bisaya dialect in our everyday conversations. But for schools and businesses, we use um Tagalog, we have our Filipino language and English. So yeah, so every day we encounter all those three. Wow. So it means that since you were born, you were trilingual. Yeah, that's right. And this is the reality of all the people in the Philippines, the majority? Probably majority of the people in the Philippines. Like I can say that majority of the people in the Philippines know at least two languages. So they know the, the dialect of their, of their city or region And That's plus right. maybe English. That, uh, English and then Taga Tagalog, it's or the Filipino. You know, like they, they, it is a well-known language in the Philippines. So if you don't know the local dialect, it's your safest way to communicate with the people around. Okay, so Tagalog is the first official language in the Philippines. That's right. Yeah? That's right. Maybe it's mm -hmm. used by the government. In That's correct. Papers. Okay. So. That's right. And what about the situation with English in the Philippines? I what, what I've heard mm. is that. Filipinos are good in English, so <laughs> how is that that language treated in the Philippines? So we are, you know, it's like um, we've been exposed to English, you know, as as in a, at a very young age, like you know, um, we were were listening to like nursery rhymes in English, so it's kind of like um, I, I I can't imagine like everyday life without English back there, mm -hmm. because even like in my mom's time or father's time, like they are constantly exposed to the language through, you know, like TV shows or even like ads, they are in English. So it's kind of a mix of, of Filipino and English. So I can say that you know, even if you go to provinces there, rural areas, you can, you know, people speak in, can 
at least understand English. I mm. mean, like, they can speak English. It may not be perfect, but they can do it. So, I guess, like, English is almost everyone. I think it's safe to say that almost everyone there speak and understands, understand the English language. And what was the situation of your family? In your family, how they, they, they spoke uh, languages? What languages they use? Mm -hmm. So I remember like uh, in our household, we just use um, our local dialect, which is the Bisaya. And then, you know, like we read when we read books or we watch shows. My parents basically love like shows in English. So, you know, I guess uh, as a family, we watch movies together. So that also increases exposure to the language. And then sometimes you have... Now, most of the times we have um, these news stations that are in Filipino. And in, in the Filipino news, like they kind of mix um, the use of the Filipino language and English. So it's not really like uh, all throughout like Filipino. So they kind of mix, for example, um, they would say, what's the weather today? So they would say some sentences in English and then some sentences oh, really? in Filipino. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it, it yeah, it's something that also like baffles my husband is like, oh why is it like it's kinda interesting for him because in you know, hearing like other other people in other countries like they would speak, for example, all throughout, like in one language. But like in the Philippines when he hears that, it's like, oh it's interesting because it's kinda a mix of Filipino and a mix of English. It's like Yeah, that's kind of like a norm. <laughs> wow. And nobody gets confused with that. They are so used yeah. to... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think because like, yeah, many of us like are used to it and we can't, you know, like imagine how it is like if it's the other way around, like if it's like, you know, like pure Filipino or pure English. So we kind of get used to that, that style of... Yeah. you know, uh, shows or news. And yeah, this situation maybe makes Filipino people very capable of learning new languages more that's quickly, right. That's probably. Right. That's right. And because too, like, um, you know, in the Filipino and even like in our dialect, we have a lot of words that are derived from Spanish words. Yeah. So like, I remember like, you know, when we count, Uh, we have that version of, we say, uh, uno, dos, tres. So we know, we understand that what uno, dos, tres means. And we get la mesa, baño. So each time I read that, it's like, oh, we have the same thing. We have cochara, tinidor. That's what we use in, in our dialect. Cochara, tinidor. And niño, we have like, you know, um, Philippines is a predominantly Catholic country. So yes. we have like the Santo Nino and we have the Santa Maria and all those things. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. This is something I know. Because the history, mm. and also it's something I noticed. The first thing, the Spanish thing that I noticed in the Filipino culture, when I, mm. when I, in the past, I was reading about Philippines, was the names. Because mm. the names, the last names, are, are Spanish names. You are Fuertes, no? Your, That's right. Your first last That's right. Name. Yeah. And I remember, like my 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 dad. Uh, used to tell me like, oh, you know what Fuertes means? It means like strong. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> you know, so I, I always like. Keep that in mind, okay? And my, on my mom's side, we have like, her last name is Javier. So it's really like a lot of our last names are, are you know, Spanish-derived names. Yes, yes, yes. Javier mm -hmm. is a, a last name, but That's it's right. also a name. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's one of my friend's names. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this makes me think in history because that's the other interesting part of the the Philippines when we talk about the Philippines is the history between the Philippines the US and Spain yeah that's right mm -mm. so talking about Spanish how big is Spanish in the Philippines well I think like the, the the pure Spanish itself like it's not like 
widely used like we don't it's not normal to like in to use it like you know straight spanish sentences but we do have a lot of words and part of our culture like the food that's derived from from the spanish culture but we i rarely encounter I, there's there's one actually one province in the philippines that um their dialect is majority of the words are from spanish so when you when they talk you're actually like oh that's a lot of spanish words in there and yeah. of course i don't understand that but ma- majority of the Fil- filipinos like we don't normally like speak spanish in the way we use english i guess that's yeah. a, that's a the thing there so but we do have a lot of words that we know and probably some filipinos are not aware of that are derived from from spanish culture so you can notice this the spanish influence in the language And That's right. In the religion, obviously. Oh yeah. Mm. In the culture, yeah. But it doesn't mean that there is a big community of Spanish speakers in That's in the Philippines. Right. And this is something that always called my attention because, well, what I know is that the Spanish Spain was in the Philippines for more than two hundred years, three hundred years. That's right. Similar, like, exactly. Happens in Latin America. That's but, right. But the situation is the opposite because, mm. yeah, they couldn't impose the language. That's right. Yeah. Mm. But instead of that, when the U.S. Mm-hmm. went there, they quickly introduced the Adapted. language. No? That's right. Although it wasn't like this because, like, I, I remember during my, my parents' time, they said that Spanish used to be part of their... Um, curriculum in school so they really have it's really part of their subject like they really have to learn spanish and then i think over the years because they don't we don't normally use it on everyday schools decided to drop it off but i remember my mom like she would tell me about the their spanish class back in college and it's and really part of their, cur- their curriculum mm. yeah okay so they, they know more spanish words than the younger generation yeah 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 and i think I, I think this is something I heard in a podcast or maybe reading a book that one of the reasons was because, well, many of the people who came from Spain to Latin America were living here. and mm. But when they decided to conquer the Philippines, they were not Mm-mm. exactly there. Not the majority of the people no, were there. Yeah, they were ruling right. the Philippines from Mexico, mm-hmm. for example. No, That's right. That could be one fact playing mm-hmm. this situation. And how is your... How did you study English in the school systems in the Philippines? Mm. How is this the methodology? Yeah. So I think when you were, I remember back then when you were in pre-K, like we have this majority of our subjects, like, you know, like the reading, the math, we have all of those in probably like the teachers speak in English. So it's like an English and then you can explain it in, in sometimes in, in Filipino or in, in our dialect, but majority of the subjects are taught in English. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like at, the, at that age, it's kind of picked it up. Yeah. And I think over the years, I remember like in school, we only have probably like two subjects that are that are taught in Filipino or Tagalog uh-huh. and the rest are taught in English. I mean, un- unless like they need to explain something thoroughly, they would use our dialects or Filipino. But I know I remember growing up, most of the subjects are taught in English. And also like, you know, written materials, we have to pass homework or, yeah. you know, you know, like with our, the test, test uh-huh. questions like are in English. So most of our training in, in school is basically in the, in the language of English. Uh, yeah. 
that explains many things for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, di I didn't know that. Ah, okay. You don't have a, an English subject, like like a course, like a subject. You, uh, we, you learn we in English. Have, we, that's right. You probably have like a read. We call it English subject, but it's more like for reading, writing. Hmm. But most of the subjects, you know, when they are taught to us, they are in English. Like wow. all the textbooks we use for those are in English. The tests we have are in are written in English. It's very understandable. And apart from growing up in a country, in a multilingual country, when you were a kid, like you were in the high school, did you feel like, this passion for languages? Um, not really. But yeah. you know, like I just love. I remember growing up. I just love writing. Like I, I remember like spending all the summer vacation just you know having notebooks and just writing as if like. I'm writing for a magazine. I, I love to like, you know, kind of like pretend in my mind that, okay, I'm a writer. I'm, I'm uh -huh. contributing an article for a magazine. So I would have all those, um, like listicle articles, like things that you can do for summer, something like that. You know, it's just for fun. Yeah. But yeah, but I, in my mind, the time, like it was, I wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to learn this language or this and that. So it's just kind of like just a fun way of using majority in English, like writing, improving it. Yeah, I remember now that when I met you, you had a blog, travel blog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think like, you know, before I didn't realize like I have this passion for writing. It's just kind of like a hobby that I have when I was when I was a kid. And then eventually like, oh, I, I actually enjoy writing. Yes, I yeah. remember mm -hmm. those days. Well, <laughs> all, all days. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, because we met in, in Italki in 2015. And, right. and I remember clearly that you were my first language partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, That's right. Now that talking about the situation, uh, how did you grow up and how did you learn and study in the school? What happened after that? So you, when you left the school, what did you do? So um, I graduated from a nursing degree. So for that, like, you know, you have to make money just on the side while waiting for the test results. So I work as a tutor for Korean students. So can I use the... My knowledge with the English and teaching young kids from Korea, South Korea to, you know, like just the basic conversations and how to improve their conversations. And, and I think that that also started my, you know, sparked my interest in language learning because, oh, it's interesting, like how people can actually learn multiple languages by using like, you know, basic, starting with the basic stuff. Right. And yeah. And then from that, um, I, I, I double into different jobs. I work as, as a nurse, but it was, just a short while because you know like i i dislike be being on a night shift and uh -huh. then i shifted to different hospitals and then and eventually decided to to work try working online to become a virtual assistant to you know entrepreneurs based in the u.s and it kind of boosts my self-esteem when it comes to writing because they ask me do you write and it's like uh, sure i write <laughs> then you know i don't have any professional yes. background in writing aside from school stuff but then they they like what i wrote and it's just for me like oh i can actually make money from working from home and you know i i'm that time i make more money working from home less hours than i work in the hospital so i i did that for a long time before i decided like oh i miss i kind of miss doing the nursing job so i went back to to working as a nurse but in a school setting and at least i only have to work like 8 a.m until 5 and then that time like i miss traveling <laughs> and then it was like you know before becoming a school nurse i'm able to work and 
travel where I want, when I wanted. So I, you know, submitted my resignation and set my mind off. I'm gonna make my money from home, you know, through my laptop and we're gonna travel wherever I want. And, you know, I started also eyeing for South America at the time. Like my route of my plan was to go around so going around the philippines go around southeast asia and then teach english there for a short while with saving up and then explore south america and go from there wherever i wanted wow. so that's why i also like oh i'm gonna learn if i want to go there i have to learn the spanish <laughs> so, uh, the Spanish language. so yeah that that started it all <laughs> i didn't know that you have that goal of coming to south america for traveling yeah that's 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 my main reason for learning spanish because i you know i've read a lot it'd be easier if you learn if you know spanish how to converse in spanish and you can even teach english if you want to but at least you have to learn sp to speak in spanish so I was so motivated, like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to uh, go around Southeast Asia. And I'm going to South America. <laughs> oh, and since then, since that moment when you realized that, have you have you improved your Spanish? Have you practiced? Have you studied? Well, actually, for a, quite a while, I have. You know, like since you sent me that book, I actually practiced on the sentence construction and actually helped me with the verbiage. Like, okay, so when I do like the plural or the singular, and then for a while, you know, when I started dating, so I kind of like forgo with my, with my studying, but I got back to it when I decide, when we decided that, you know, it's important for our kids to learn Spanish as well. So I went to, I downloaded the Duolingo app again, mm. and I think they, they now they have a new feature where you can um, there's like a conversation and then uh, in Spanish, and you have to um, answer some questions. So depending, so you have to really understand what they're talking about because it, I was like, but it's fun, but some it's something I want to improve because I realized like I can't be an, a very effective teacher to my yes. son if I don't know the language or I'm not familiar with it because you know. If I when I go once I go through his curriculum, like oh my goodness, like I don't know how to navigate it. You know, yes. I mean, like it's simple. It's it's in bilingual Spanish and English. But I think like for me to to deliver it better, I have to improve myself too. And so like I thought about you know like starting again. You know, more like the conversation in Spanish because yes. yeah, I think when it comes to to reading basic sentences, I can understand it. I can translate simple stuff. But when it comes to talking. I don't think I've improved that much. Like I can only say very basic words, but I can't construct like decent sentences in Spanish yeah. now. I understand that. Going back a little bit to your times in, in the Philippines yet. So you were you were teaching to these kids. Mm. Yeah. It was online teaching or No, I um in person. I, in person. So I go to actually it's not just kids because I'm I've taught um Probably my oldest student is probably she's in her 40s at times. Okay. It's like a mother and child. So I go to their house and, you know, I they have these books and sometimes they just want like someone to practice their English with. So mm. we just, I just go there for like 30 to 40 minutes and we just talk about anything and that's it. And it's, it's basically, you know, like just honing their conversational, conversational skill in English. For me, you've, You've improved your English. Well, you learned English since the beginning of your life. And you've been like mastering your English through teaching English and through working yeah. in English, yes? That's right. Because that's the other part. You you started writing English for professionals, for web mm -hmm. masters, no? Entrepreneurs that's right. in English. Yeah. Yeah. There you are with your English. You're very advanced in English. And then you made a move, a very important move. 
in your life.、Mm-hmm. Yes, that's、uh, right. So, that's ha- right. How was that part of your story? So it was,、um, you know, it's like kind of like a, a bittersweet, right? So sweet because like at least I've been, I've been, I'm with my husband now, who is then my fiance. But also like it was a challenging move because you know I've never been away for so long from my family. Because I think the longest I've been away is like probably two weeks, but it's just only for a, you know, for a literally travel. So it's not like I'm going to live there permanently. So it's it it's it's quite a challenge for me because we are a close knit family. First year, it's a lot of adjustments. I, I remember before, like they say that they have a joke around it that once you come here to the U.S., like people sometimes like talk too fast. And I rem- I remember exactly when I first got here. It's kind of like a cu- really a culture shock. Like even for me, like I I speak Eng- in English and I can understand in English, but it seems like when they talk, like I feel like an ill, you know, like it seems like a foreign language to me.、Oh, it's、yeah. just like I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't understand them, and、oh. you know, that's why I I get to the point like I don't want to go outside anymore because. Initially, like, they would have these small talks, right? Like, oh, good morning. How are you? And、yes. I, I know it's just like a small, small talk, but it just—I was so scared before because I, like, oh, what if I don't understand? You know, I have those like, irrational fears. And、oh. I remember, like, there was a funny incident. So there was this lady who is delivering a package, and I guess in my mind, it's just so much fear. Right? She's basically asking, "What's your last name?" And what I'm hearing is, "Is this your first time?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so of course, like, I answered yes. I was like. And he was like last name, yes. It was like it was so painful to, painful to think about it. But I was like, I was like, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. And probably she repeated that like three or four times. And finally, got, oh okay, she's asking me for my last name.、Yeah. You know, it, it was so fearful of talking to people here, except for my husband. You know, even like when. Uh, making appointments, so I'm so scared because when I called up and oh my god, like it's like oh my gosh, he speaks too fast. Like I know in 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 the Philippines we talk in English, but it's not this fast. Sometimes I, it makes me anxious when the other person in the other line would ask like, I'm sorry, what was that? So I was like, oh my god, they don't understand me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, I feel so silly. It's like I don't need the answer. They're speaking English, and but over time. It was actually a period that I avoided all the phone calls overall, so I would just pass everything.、Mm. So my husband's like, "Oh, you do this, you do that," and my husband said, "Like, no. In order for you to 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 survive here, you have to learn to do that." And I think it's just really a constant exposure that you will really learn and adapt. Because now I I make the appointments now I make all the cancellations I talk to people、mm. every day you know like there's like a little bit of fear like what if they don't understand me and for me I learned that. If they don't understand you, they can just say, "I'm sorry, what was that?" Or you can understand them.、Yes. I mean, it's totally okay to ask them to repeat what they said. You know, there's、yeah. there's no shame or embarrassment in asking. You know, what was that again? I'm sorry, or, or anything, right? And it's just really my initial fear, and it, it took a while for me to get to the comfort level of where I am right now. So you went to the U.S. Why exactly? Oh, so. Yeah, so so my husband is from here, and that time like we're engaged, and for me to yeah to get here, so we process my visa because basically like he's here, so he move here to be with him. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a basic question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yeah to understand the the other part of the story. Yeah. Okay, so you moved to the U.S. You had this shock, like language shock. Where where were you? In what state were you in the first time? So the first time we were at、uh, at Colorado. Yeah. We lived there for 
probably like close to a year, and then decided to move to Florida for for you know change in weather. Yeah, the weather. Okay, That's right. So, and this incident that you were commenting and the first problems were based on the the, the speed and the accent. Would you say that? Yeah, it's because the mm, accent. That's right. Mm, yeah. The speed. Yeah, I think because I think yeah when you know like back in the Philippines, I remember exactly you know like we have here I have friends and some family who would talk about it like oh when you go there probably like you know you get a culture shock with the language and it was like ah oh, probably not you know we speak English we understand English but you know I now like I have like that empathy for people when they say like I don't understand English because like for me like when it when it first got here it's just really like a shock like oh my god it feels like I I don't know the language at all <laughs> but yeah wow okay so now now you're in Florida yes that's right Florida okay so you moved from the Philippines to the U.S. and then you had your kid yes that's right how is this process of just trying to to teach to your kids languages because what you told me is that mm. you are doing homeschooling. That's so right. How how was that decision? Why did you decide to homeschool? So we started with you know when when he was two years old, I started just you know like doing some um, learning stuff for him, but through play. And then you know COVID happened, and then we decided, and also like his he did he didn't reach the the cutoff for for pre K and decided like oh you know like maybe we give homeschooling a, a try and yeah and I think we we are enjoying it and also there's the you know talk about you know if you want to travel at least we can travel without any you know like thinking about oh we're gonna have to have days off right like at least we can bring you know his learning stuff wherever we are and being flexible and adjustable to his needs and not following like what the school dictates to you i mean also like really kind of like customizing his his learning based on his needs based on his strengths and addressing the weaknesses one on one and i think that's what i enjoy most with homeschooling yeah so he's growing up as an english native speaker yes that's right and yeah you, you are teaching him english they, they are, he is learning from from you and his dad and that's how right. do, how do you cover the social part of homeschooling oh so with the social part you know it's it's really like one of the most common concern like you know when i talk to other parents with or other people they would say like oh how about your kid might get you know like isolated but the fact is you know you think about it like the school although you meet friends at school right but it's not really like created or built for socialization so like with him you know we set up play dates and and although like past it kind of be it was kind of limited because of the restrictions because of the pandemic and and also because you know i'm still learning how to drive but mm. that's why I also like prompt me to really go with driving lessons because with that you know we can yes. definitely go to places where you know I expose know. him to more social to improve his social skills okay and what's the the plan for the next years for teaching your kids so you want You want him to be a multilingual person, a speaker, mm -hmm. yes? Yeah, And what, that's what are right. the languages you're planning for him? So right now, um, we are doing Spanish. So so it's kind of tricky, right? Because sometimes, like, when I call my parents, they talk to him in... Sometimes they talk to him in our dialect, but of course, he doesn't understand that. So <laughs> Because, like, before I started teaching him Filipino, but here, um, it's more common to... It's more practical to use Spanish than the, than the Filipino. 
Um, so next year, I was I'm planning to continually build his Spanish, uh, Spanish uh, skills. But at the same time, also will have to start doing some Filipino. Maybe do some like you know with a with someone who would do like online a short online class for Filipino. Because at least I guess like from there on, if he starts really understanding the Filipino language. Once he gets older, maybe I'll introduce the our local dialect because once he goes to the Philippines or visits the Philippines, he will most likely use the or there's more use for the Filipino language because no no matter where he is, people can understand him. And you told me too that you have well based on this experience homeschooling your kid, you decided to create a book, yes, and that you're right. selling in Amazon. So that's right. How is that project? So it was. Actually, it started off just a, a fun project. So I started off like creating just, you know, like like a mock sample. So I was showing it to my husband. Like, oh, this, I, I was I'm actually thinking of making a, a language book that looks like this. And, you know, my husband said like, oh, why don't you don't you make something like that? And so, you know, I, I looked up, oh, I can actually do that too without owning inventory by just doing the through the Amazon KDP Kindle Direct Publishing and a program. So, so that's what I did. And I know watch some tutorials and now oh, I can use Canva to do the, um, the illustrations part and all of that to make sure that those, those illustrations are for commercial use and yeah, research. And then I put it in Amazon. You know, I didn't have really like high expectations from that. It's just more like a, a fun project for me. And I was like, oh, why don't I, you know, I just put it on Etsy as well. And actually have really good success with, with, uh, with Etsy platform mm -hmm. than Amazon. And from Etsy, I got email from a lady who would like to display my book in her boutique. And oh. it was like, it was amazing. And I, I'm so like, you know, so surprised to like, you know, actually a lot of parents, a lot of Filipino parents overseas were actually looking for, for books like this because they said like, I, I've seen that a lot in, you know, other, in similar books that, oh, this book doesn't actually talk about the, the Filipino in the most basic sense. You know, as a kid, you won't talk about x-ray or something like that you know yeah. you, you would really start from the from the basic words and so i said like oh you know I, i'm gonna pick up i'm gonna use like basic words that kids would would definitely use and yeah from that and yeah i was so surprised and that also inspired me to make Bisaya version of that and because for me it's like oh if there's a tagalog why not you know do the bisaya dialect and i guess for me too like it created like a, a bigger purpose yes i know like a lot before, like, I only read that in stories, but as a parent, you know, um, a Filipino parent based overseas, like, you really want to help, you want to teach your kid about your culture as well in the yeah. Philippines and really raising awareness with that with the kids born or raised abroad. And for me, like, I, I find, I am grateful that this book is able to do that in some ways. And yeah. it kind of inspires me, give me ideas like, oh, why don't I do this and do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like. It's very cool because you're, yeah, you're trying to connect your kid with your original culture. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's great. You're doing a uh, creation mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. It's amazing. So this is, this book is, is just Tagalog Filipino, but with that's translations right. to English. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So I basically like uh, just put them in different categories. So like in colors, numbers, action words, food. Okay. Okay. And also you're thinking about doing something similar with the Spanish. That's correct. Because, you know, I was thinking like, oh, since I'm, you know, we're both learning in Spanish. Why not make a book for Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah. why not complete it? <laughs> yeah. I'll be helping you in that. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So what will you say that 
are the most like helpful strategies to learn a language, to improve in a language, and to master the language because it's something that you've you've done through your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I think it's really about constant exposure to it. Like it doesn't matter if you like you know like don't just be afraid to even if you don't understand it from the start. Because I remember as a kid, I don't totally understand like what the show is all about you know when it's in english like but i turn the captions on so that i i like turning the captions because i understand like okay that's what they're saying that's what they're saying instead of just kind of like you know basing the actions basing the the script based on the actions and but yeah it's really about the exposure and i remember back then you know someone advised me like if i want to improve my english i have to listen to materials in english like not just like typical english but really like from native speakers mm. so i can pick up like the lingo so you know like uh so i started listening the podcast you know different podcasts and and from people from the u.s and you, you have to make sure too that you're listening to people who are kind of if you want to pick up the lingo like listen really from people who who's languages from you know who that is a really their native language for example if so for example if i'm learning um spanish i probably would prefer to learn someone from you know like spain or south america or whose language is you know like the one that i'm learning so really it's just really constant exposure and you know practice and you know for me thinking thinking back like you know like learn as a kid like you don't kind of like pressure yourself like oh i need to learn this and that in this way so just kind of have fun with it and you know like write whatever in in that language no matter what you think is silly but just really constant practice and exposure yeah yeah for sure exposure practice and and you've you mentioned before that you were using some technology or tool so do you have some platform or tool that has been useful especially useful for you oh in learning languages yeah. now right now i'm um using duolingo Totally. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, I think for me, like, because like as much as I'd like to go back to, you know, like having language partner again to practice my conversation, conversation skill. But I think Duolingo is kind of like a quick way, you know, 10 minutes here and there practicing the, my, the Spanish. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good way because it can also set, you can set reminders with it. So it kind of pops up in your phone, like, oh, it's time to learn Spanish. So you won't forget it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And did you did you do language exchanges? So did you did, would you say that the experience of doing language exchanges helped you with improving your English, or it was not your case? Mm. Um, I think in my case, probably not. Not in my case. It's more like the constant exposure because I I think I've only started like talking in person to you know native English speakers when I wasn't you know as an adult. But growing up, like we don't have have that. Yeah. We just basically like learn English from, from basically from American shows. We just yes. watch a lot of American movies and yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you met your best language partner, which is your husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Like even now, you would ask like you know like there's some words like I don't understand. It's like I don't get it. <laughs> it's just like they have like it's like and sometimes I don't understand him. I he would ask like I'm sorry, I don't get. I don't get you. <laughs> So yeah. like make jokes like, am I speaking in French? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. That, that's very helpful, yeah, to have a partner in it the is, language you're learning. <laughs> that That's true. That's correct. I mean, because even now, like, I'm still learning the language. Like, you know, I catch myself saying this and that. My husband would correct me like, no, the way you say this is that this way, you know, the correct way of saying this. And it's it's, it's very helpful, though, like, yes. to, to have that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you are constantly aware of the little details of his words, right. phrases. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think it's it's really about for me. I think like the key to successful language learning, it's more like you know constant a combination of constant exposure and hearing it, and really like practice and hearing it. Because like I think if you just kind of like expose yourself without actually have a conversation with someone you know who is good at the language you're learning it's not I, I i for me like i'm just speaking experiences you know in learning spanish like i tried like uh reading in spanish but when it comes to talking in spanish like i i rate myself poorly with it because i haven't really practiced it in conversations so, yeah okay so now that you say spanish <laughs> i want i, I want to I wanna do something in this last part of the conversation Which is, we can do two different things. Okay. We can try to speak Spanish. This is one okay. option. Mm -hmm. And the other option is that you teach me something in your language, which is Tagalog Filipino, could be. Okay. So what would you prefer? Are you able to speak a little bit Spanish? I, I think I can speak in Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, Joan. Yeah, I would like to learn something In Filipino, to say a phrase or a word, okay. I think I can say. So teach me that, okay. please. Um, you can say, "Kumusta uh, ka?" Kumusta ka? Yeah, it's kind of like sound like "Como esta," right? So you oh, know yeah. what, what it means. Yeah, sounds... "Como esta?" "Kumusta ka?" It's like it's "How are you?" "Como esta ka?" That's right. So yeah, "Como" is the same Spanish "Como." Exactly, exactly. That's why I remember. Like when you say "Como esta," so it's like "How are you?" Say "Como esta ja." It's like "How are you?" It's the same way. <laughs> oh, really? It's "Como esta ja." It's just "ja" yes, is right. a word. It's like yeah, it's your I you, you. ka you. Say "Como esta ja." It's like "How are you?" Ah, so it comes at the end of the That's sentence. That's right. Mm -hmm. "Como esta ja?" Ah, okay. "Como esta ja?" <laughs> Like, And right. what about if, if I want to answer that question? Well, it's it's kind of tricky because it doesn't have Spanish derivation. So, oh, you can say um, I'm good by saying I'm sorry. Don't worry. Scoffing. Say mabuti naman. Mabuti naman. Say I'm good. Mabuti naman. Yeah, you can just remember M. It's muy bien. I'm good. Mabuti naman. <laughs> mabuti naman. Okay. Como está ja? Mabuti naman. That's right. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mabuti naman. Yeah. Y and in Spanish, it is, yo estoy bien. That's right. What's that? Yo estoy yo est bien. That's right. I am good. Yo estoy bien. Yes. Yo estoy bien. Okay. Yo estoy bien. Yo estoy bien. Sí. Ah, and how do you say thank you in, in Filipino? Ah, uh, salamat. Salamat. That's right. If you want to say thank you very much, you say... Maraming salamat. Maraming salamat. So salamat yeah, is thank you thank and maraming you is very, very much. much. Okay. That's right. Like, maraming salamat. Maraming salamat. Okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's it, Joan. Well, do you want to um, share with us where people can find about you if they want to know about you, about your project? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm writing, but... Um, you know, from time to time. So I don't really have a lot of time to blog right now, yes. but I, I, I still keep a blog. They can find it. At, it's called um, Our Fun Fit Fam. 
that wordpress.com. I also have the same YouTube channel, um, our fun fit fam, but it's mostly like food stuff. But in the blog, I kind of mix a lot of things there. So um, food, my journey here in the US. So it's kind of like a lifestyle blog. So I try to update it as a, as much as I can, but you know, mommy yes. duties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will put the links in the description. Yeah, okay, thank you. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you for this time, Joan, for the conversation and You're the welcome. ideas. You're welcome. Thank you so much, too. Yeah. Okay, so we are talking soon. See you, see you soon. Bye. Okay, thank you, Edu. Bye. Gracias. Bye.